This is News Talk 980 CKNW. I want to get the conversation going this morning. This is the time of day. We open up the phone lines. We could talk election, but we've done that. Let's talk about something else. And by the amount of feedback I got yesterday when I played for you some of the conversation I had with an unidentified realtor, I think this will get a conversation going. It has to do with being a good neighbor, being a responsible citizen in a community. And this was a story that I covered for Global last week. And we got this call from somebody who was at her wit's end. She lives in Dunbar. She has four children. Her family lives there, her kids nap, but they couldn't without the use of a sound-canceling machine because for two-plus days, the house next door had some kind of smoke detector alarm malfunction, and the alarm just kept going off. There was no end to it uh, at all. It was pretty infuriating for uh, the woman who lived in the house. As you can imagine, having the alarm go off over and over again. I'll play the sound for you of uh, the house alarm. Uh, Take a listen to this. Okay, I recorded that on my phone standing across the street. I wasn't even at the house when I recorded that sound. Two and a half days. The power was knocked out during the windstorm on Monday night, so at around 2 a.m. Tuesday, that started. They waited, they waited, they called the police department. The police department came, officers came, checked it out to determine that there was nothing criminal taking place, so it was a bylaw issue. They called the city, the bylaw officer came said, yes, this shouldn't be happening, but this isn't something under our jurisdiction. Call the police department. She called the police department back. The police department attended. The fire department attended. But again, saying even if they broke into the house, there was nothing they could do to make it stop. They wouldn't have a code for the fire alarm. They couldn't cut power to the house. So it went on for about two and a half days. We got involved, and miraculously, after I got there with my cameraman, someone showed up about an hour later with keys to the house. Then things got a little comical, because the woman went into the house, she came out, she was very apologetic, and said, yes, uh, it's a fire detection malfunction, but I need a chair to stand on so I can reach the alarm. Now, the reason for that was because there's not a stick of furniture in the house. The house is empty. It was purchased, it's been sold three times since 2013. It was most recently purchased for about $3.8 million in December of 2016. It was empty before that with the previous owners. With the current owners who purchased in December, they have not lived in the house yet. Now, I'm told they are moving back in about a month and they will live in the house. That's great. The truth is, though, the fact is they've not lived in this house. This house has been empty. There's no furniture. The front yard is completely overgrown, filled with weeds. There are flyers blowing around the yard. It is not a kept well house. It is not a good neighbor house. The problem was there was no way for anybody who could hear this alarm to contact anybody to say, hey, neighbor, can you turn the alarm off? So take a listen to part of the conversation, and if you heard it yesterday, you know what I'm about to play. I'm not going to play the whole thing quite yet, but this was the person I was put to by the woman at the side of the house who eventually did 
borrow a chair from the neighbor and turn the alarm off. This was the realtor I was put to who did not want to identify herself, but who felt this was not a story at all. And I was simply targeting people and trying to make it something it wasn't. Well, I assure you that is not what I was doing. I was simply covering a story about a nuisance in a neighborhood and another issue that comes with homes that do not have people living in them. The issue being when there are people who need a need to get in touch with you, when there are people who have a problem with it, you need to be able to reach somebody in charge of the house. Take a listen to the response from the realtor. Was then the alarm and we weren't aware of it. Um, the, the owner is actually, they're moving back and they're Canadian. They are planning to move back here in the summer. So that's why right now the house is vacant. Uh, but there was so there was an alarm that was going off since two a.m. Tuesday. It's not an alarm. It's not an alarm. What is it it's, then? It's, it's it's some sort of um. It's not a it's alarm the for the security. It's the smoke detector. Okay, but but regardless of what it is, there was a very loud beeping that went off for two days that was really uh, annoying and breaking well, bylaws, and the neighbors were getting quite upset. Yes, but if we didn't know about it, how are we supposed to do anything about it? Well, we're they called police, they called the city, and they called the fire department, okay, and they were all the here. The police just called us today, so we only found out about it just now, and we went to the house right away. So I don't understand why there would be, like, there is a need of media at this time. Well, it raises the issue of when a house is empty, what do neighbors do when there's a problem? The Who do they call? Is, the house is not empty, first of all, and we I am supposed to take care of the house. It's just that I didn't know about it. If I knew about it, I would have been there right away. Is anyone living um, in this house right now? There will be people living in this house. It's a family. It's family with kids. They're all Canadian, and I don't know if you're trying to make this out of a vacancy place. It's not what you think it is. These people are Canadian. They used to live here. They're moving back this summer. They're just getting ready for the kids to move back here. Okay, but then can you explain why there's not a stick of furniture and the lawn is overgrown? Yeah, because we are in process of moving. I feel like you're targeting the wrong people. You think we're one of those people that are that are in the media right now. We're not. All I'm saying is that there was a problem here with a loud noise coming from the house for two days, and the neighbors had no idea who they could call to fix it. Yes, and if that happened in other neighborhood, I don't think the reporter would be coming in. I feel like this you're targeting a certain group right now. I'm not targeting anybody. I am responding to a neighbor who was frustrated because her kids couldn't sleep at night because there was such a loud alarm coming from the house next door. Yes, and as soon as we found out about it, we came in. This was the this we just knew about it and we had somebody going in right away to find out what's going on. All right, that was the unidentified realtor who uh, I was handed a phone with uh, that person on the other side. And I do question how she kept turning it around. And I would assure you, I would cover that story in any neighborhood. It just happened to be on a street in Dunbar where you could throw, you could stand in the middle of the street and you could throw a rock and hit four houses that have nobody living in them currently uh, right now. Now, the difference between the three other houses and this one is the three other ones have caretakers. Whoever the owner is of those houses, they've actually decided to pay somebody to cut the grass, to bring in the mail, to make sure it looks nice. And if there was something wrong with it, people could call them and get in touch. So I want to hear from you on this. What do you think about this story? And what do you think about the response from the unidentified realtor? Have you ever had a story similar to this? Have you ever had that neighbor uh, from HE double hockey sticks that you just wish would be a better 
community citizen. Isn't that all part of it? If you live in a community, if you live especially in a city like Vancouver, where your houses are very, very close together, do you not have the obligation to be a good neighbor? You don't have to be best friends. You don't have to be borrowing and lending out cups of sugar, but you do have to be a responsible neighbor. And your house alarm cannot go off for two and a half days with no response. I can't imagine how long it would have gone off if we hadn't been we hadn't been called and we hadn't gotten involved. And uh, there you go. Give me a call. Star 9898 on your cell phone. 604-280-9898. 1-877-399-9898 is a free call for you. Uh, you can call the buzz line if you like. A few people have done that uh, as well. But uh, let's open up the phone lines and get the conversation going. What do you think about this story? And do you have any similar stories? I did get this email from a listener saying, on the question of a firehouse alarm going off for weeks at a time, empty or not, And no one being able to do anything about it. I find that interesting also, because about 10 years ago, ours went off for about five hours when we were away, and the police got a locksmith to enter the house and dismantle the alarm. The police officer left his card on our counter, and the locksmith kindly left a bill. I was mortified that it happened. I paid the locksmith, I made a donation to the police, and personally apologized to our neighbors, one of whom had been studying for exams. I don't know why that wouldn't still be a rule in place, is our privacy any more important now than it was back then? Good question. And that was uh, one of the uh, questions that, that was being asked uh, when we covered the story as well was, can't police or fire go into the house? Well, they can't uh, because they, well, they can't if they don't uh, if, suspect that something criminal, at least for police, if there's nothing criminal happening in the house, uh, then no, they can't just uh, barge into the house. And uh, there you have it. Let's go to the phone lines. Lindsay is on the line. Lindsay, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What are your thoughts? Well, this is very infuriating. Once upon a time, neighbors were neighbors. And the real estate agent is defending something that you're not even asking her about. She offers that they're Canadian or Canadian. You didn't even ask their nationality. Because it doesn't and matter. It, it doesn't matter. The house is empty. The alarm has been going off for three days. The neighbors are concerned. They have every right to be concerned. And a bigger concern is, is the house. does the house have insurance on it? And from my insurance perspective, I'm not, oh, sorry, from my um, insurance company, they say, if I go away for more than, I forget what it is, five days a week, I need someone in my house every day to have my insurance valid. Exactly. This is a bigger issue. Is the house insured? And, you know, you can go back to the realtor, whoever she is, and go, the house is absolutely empty because whoever came by needed to borrow a chair to turn off the alarm. And now the alarm has been disengaged. So there's another issue. I'm just so livid about this. It happens everywhere in Greater Vancouver. Everywhere. And, uh, okay, that's all I have to say. Carry on. All right. Lindsay, thanks for the phone call. <laughs> Appreciate it. That is a good question if the, if the house is insured. And I actually got an email from another, uh, listener as well saying a couple of things that should be investigated further. I believe there is a clause in home insurance policies that require an owner to have someone inspect their premises when absent every so many days in case of emergency, a water heater leak, etc. Otherwise, a claim would not be honored. I would, it would be common decency as well that either the owner and or the realtor in this case leave their contact info with the neighbors. So in case of an emergency, such as a siren being triggered and running nonstop, they would be made aware. Exactly. Exactly my point. And uh, you're right about the insurance. Uh, I don't know about you, but if I go away, I have 
friends who have keys. They come and they check on the house, and that is listed right there in the print in your insurance policy. Uh, let's take one more call before we take a quick break. David is on the line. Good morning. Hi, Jill. Thanks for the comedy. <laughs> 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 that was the best interview I've heard in ages. Uh, goodness, you should go find out who this realtor is. Oh, I know who it is, but oh, but oh. Uh, yes, I I know who it is. But she did not want to be identified, so I'm going to honor that. But, but talk about digging yourself into a hole. My gosh, she was using the backhoe. Um, <laughs> but this is this has happened. I mean, we I remember back in London um, years ago, same thing. There was a house alarm. And it was not one of those high-pitched ones. It's just an old-fashioned bell ringing thing. And literally, um, it got into the news because uh, I think the next-door neighbor literally got a ladder and climbed <laughs> up the ladder and just took a sledgehammer to it <laughs> because it just rang and rang and rang. And the, it's the same thing. The police couldn't do anything about it because there was no theft. The municipality couldn't do anything about it. Local authority wouldn't do anything about it. And it's the same thing. So it's not only Vancouver. It's a... It's, a, I think, a worldwide problem. And, yeah, actually, they should pass legislation that these things should have a timeout. Like, after 15 minutes, they just turn themselves off. Yeah, that, that would work, too. All right, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Okay, bye-bye. If you're on the phone lines, stick with us. We need to take one short break, but I do want to get to your calls. So we'll be right back. We have the phone lines open, talking about the story of the house alarm. Have you experienced anything similar? And what do you think about the response from the unidentified realtor? We'll take your calls as soon as we come back. Talking about what it means to be a good neighbor, this after the story of the house alarm that wouldn't stop beeping. It happened in a Dunbar neighborhood and only after we got involved. We, I mean at Global News, the media got involved miraculously. A realtor showed up with some keys, couldn't reach the alarm because there wasn't a stick of furniture in the house, but was able to borrow a neighbor from a chair and get it turned off. And I played for you some of the exchange I had with another realtor who identified herself as the person tasked with looking after the house, saying, we didn't know. How could we fix it if we didn't know? Well, it would help if you perhaps gave the neighbors a contact number. And that's what many have been suggesting. Put a number on the door. Neighbors need to know how to get a hold of you if you're going to leave your house empty and you have someone looking after it. The phone lines are open, star 9898 on your cell phone, 604-280-9898, and 1-877-399-9898 is a free call. And Robin is on the line. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Why can't the police have some authority to be able to go into a house like this and turn off the alarm? Because they can only go in if it's if they suspect something criminal has happened. They can't just break into your house. That that's the only reason. And they also that's the only reason they can't. Well, that's the reason they gave the neighbor, and they also told the neighbor, even if we did break into this house, if it's a fire panel alarm with a code, what what are they going to do? Are they going to smash it? They obviously wouldn't have the code to shut it down. No, that's it. They should have some and and some disconnect button that they can carry around to turn the alarm off from outside. All right. Shouldn't it be that? Can't they get something like that established? Well, I think it should go back to the homeowner. I don't think police should be bothered with these types of things anyway. I think they probably have more important things to do. But Robin, thanks for the phone call. Ed is on the line. Ed, your thoughts? Hi, Jill. I I live in, uh, in an apartment in Caresdale, and last night, for about an hour and a half, this alarm was going off. And it turns out it was a medical emergency of somebody in the building across the way. So I, until somebody responded, 
I, I'm not certain there was an ambulance there, and I guess they took away whomever was in medical distress. But Vancouver can't be unique. All around the world, this has got to be an issue. How do other cities handle it? There's got to be a way you can manage it and make it fair for everybody involved. As a homeowner, it, it's not okay to have your neighborhood hostage because your alarm keeps on going off. That's just not right. It's like car alarms. There's got to be punishment, but the city of Vancouver has shown they have, they don't follow up. They don't do anything. Um, and a great, great example, it's a different subject, but the the company renting out units in the building and the city's given them three warnings and, ooh, I'm worried. No, get some teeth. Get Do something because anything that there's a, a law broken or a bylaw, follow it up, deal with it, and have something in place that's going to manage it and not don't make it take three, four, five hours. They should be able to deal with it in half an hour at the most. All right, Ed, thanks for the phone call. Hour and a half, that's a long time for a medical alarm to be going off. Uh, Marcus is on the line. Your thoughts? Hi. Um, uh, if I'm under the impression that if you have an alarm in your home, your insurance company requires that it be monitored um, so that, that if the alarm <coughs> goes off, the monitoring station would know to send somebody. The other thing is, um, I am a I am a business owner in Vancouver, and I believe that I know that for businesses, and I'm not sure for residential, but I believe there's a, a thing called the false alarm reduction program. And if your alarm goes off, I know in your business, if in my business my alarm goes off, and uh, the company doesn't respond or I don't respond within a certain period of time, and the RCMP or the Vancouver Police Department have to respond. They bill me for that. Oh, all right. Well, Marcus, thanks for the phone call. I think the the difference with this is this wasn't a house alarm. This wasn't a monitoring system. This was a fire detection, like the smoke detector alarm that when the power was cut, this was the the telling, trying to tell the owner the power's been cut, we're on backup power, that kind of thing. Uh, We'll go to the last word on this before we run out of time. And Rick, your thoughts. Hi, um, I used to install alarms. And uh, the one, obviously, if a lady has to get up on a ladder or a chair, uh, it's battery operated. If it was monitored, then all of those other questions would be uh, would come into play with the uh, the false alarm protection program and the uh, uh, being able to turn it off remotely. Uh, so obviously, it wasn't monitored, and uh, like you say, it's uh, uh, one of those things that uh, uh, you can't put a program into it to turn it off after four minutes, which is the, normally the municipal uh, regulation. So. Uh, a lot of these people can rest easy that it's not a monitored alarm system and there's nothing they could have done about it. All right, Rick, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate that. Uh, still pretty annoying to have that beeping go off for two and a half days before anybody was able to come and fix the problem. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.